It's not another Buffalo podcast. The bi-weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal. With John. Josh was rushed into it either way. It's not like they had time to develop Josh. He was kind of thrown to the wolves because Nathan Peterman threw up a dud or five and a half. But Brando. If Eli Manning can be an undefeated New England Patriots team, then I can do anything that I want in this world. Like, I, you know? And Pat. Well, to quote, rage against the machine. <laughs> what what better place than here? And, um, you know, what, what better time than now? But, um, All right, welcome back to another Buffalo podcast. Um, John, I'm here with Pat and Brando. As I've forgotten to say a bunch of times before, we are part of the Buffalo Rumblings Network. And you can find us on Twitter at NotBuffPodcast. So uh, how you guys doing? It's a lot later there than it is here. It's like a four-hour difference or something like that. But how are you guys doing? You have yeah, a good day? No. Can't complain. It was, it was beautiful. Yeah. Can't yeah. complain. Can't complain. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's just get right in. Let's just get right into it. You know, it's, it's all right. We don't have to. Uh, we don't have to bore people with our small talk. It's all good. That's funny. Uh, so a lot has happened over the weekend. We're recording this on Tuesday evening. Usually we record on Monday and uh, none of us could do it last night. So we are scrambling at the last minute because I got to get it edited tonight, which is totally fine because there was a lot that happened today that we would have been missing from this episode. That's true. Um, That's very true. Yeah. But anyway, over the weekend, we had the training camp fights and stuff like that. I don't think we need to spend very much time on that. Like this team is fine. I really enjoyed. I don't know if you guys saw the clip yesterday of Josh uh, pretending to run into. Maybe that was today even uh, pretending to run into Jordan Phillips and then falling over. Stefan Diggs was giving him some hands too. Yes, yes. Yeah, this is pretty funny. But no, these these guys, um, McDermott had a pretty good quote from training camp either this morning or yesterday too. That was like. I'd rather, you know, kick these guys in the butt for, you know, going over the top than try to, uh, you know, need to effort to motivate them in the first place. But yeah. So nothing to worry about there. I don't think we need to discuss that too much, but some juicy news hit the headlines this morning with the Miami Dolphins losing draft picks uh, for tampering. Also, you know, when the statement came out, we were thinking, you know, this is for this is for trying to tank, you know, which was one of the stories that has come out with the Brian Flores lawsuit is something that he alleged, but no, this suspension is literally just for tampering with Tom Brady and Sean Payton with those franchises. And even going back to when Tom Brady was a new England Patriot, which is just like mind blowing. So let me get some initial thoughts on, on those and how, how loud are we laughing at the Miami dolphins right now? That was loud, but no, I'm laughing at him because I think it's really funny. First of all, that I'm also laughing at Bill Belichick because his star goat quarterback was talking to another team during the season that he was with him as his coach. It's like dating two girls at the same time. You know, you got one foot in one door and one foot in another. And he famously throws a pick six to end that season in the playoffs, which was glorious on all accounts for everybody else except for Bill Belichick. But he knew uh, that he was not coming back. And the fact that this got out the way that it did because Brady would be in Miami if Bill Belichick texts the right person. And that just is the bottom line of this entire story. It blows my freaking mind. Bill Belichick doesn't do things on accident. The guy's a genius. There's no, no way he sent that to the wrong person. 
Because I don't there, know. I don't. I'm still conflicted on that. I'm not, I feel like I, I feel like he. You know what I mean. At the end of the day, probably knew that. You know, if, if there's a situation where one of your colleagues is being treated, you know, improperly, you know, I, I guess that regardless of how sly you do it or, you know, I, I just think that he, he definitely did it on purpose and it was, it was for Brian Flores' benefit, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah. Which is yeah. cool. I, I would, I would lean towards that. I just don't want to give Bill Belichick too much of the, he's playing chess while everyone is playing checkers kind of credit, but Bro, he's playing 3d stuff. chess on Mars. Like, it, okay. It's yes. Fine. I think that, that, that saying needs a little asterisk next to it, that he's like, he's doing the uh, behind the scenes stuff. It's not just the straight up fair football stuff. It's, it's well, I mean, when it comes a lot. to like the genius cheating. <laughs> that's I mean, that's a, it's a lot more nuanced and stuff though, too, than just, you know what I mean? Uh, coming and, and screaming from the rooftops. But I will say, um, Stephen Ross, if your net worth is really $8.9 billion, is there anything you can't do? Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, when you're worth that much money, I'm sure he knows everything that's going on with, with the team at every moment. Like, I wouldn't think that, you know what I mean? When you, when you have that sort of net worth, um, that, you know, it's kind of like Dan Snyder, you know, it, no matter how far away he is on how many different yachts away he is, like, you know, it, we live in a country where I think that regardless of any sort of, you know, suspension or sanctions, unless that person doesn't own the team, there's no way that they're not still like, you know, at paramount involvement. So, yeah. Who yeah. Knows? John. And he's from Detroit, Brando. I don't know how you feel about that. but Yeah, that's not a good look, but it is what it is. Um, <laughs> John, I want to know, if, knowing that Tom Brady was talking to the Dolphins during the season of division rival, Bill Belichick, you don't think out of any sort of spite, knowing that his quarterback is doing this during the season, like if, if it was just oh, a one off, oh, I think, I think it's like 90%. Okay. I don't want to like totally write it off because I don't want to give him too much credit. That's yeah. like the 10% of me that wants to say that he was just a dumb 70 year old who pressed yeah. the wrong button on his phone. Um, Cause I could totally see someone who's 70 years old doing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's probably the, uh, the former there. Um, yeah. But it's interesting though, right? I mean, cause it really is like the, the angry ex who got left and then is now getting their, their little sly revenge in, in, in a way that doesn't hurt them at all. This isn't is, even, I mean, I guess it is sly, but think about the repercussions. Brady's not in Miami, so he does not play the Patriots twice a year. They stay mediocre, maybe a little bit better. They lose a first and a third round draft pick. So now if they have to replace their quarterback, it sets them a whole nother year back. It's and it, least, it, it really that hurts. Third could have been that third could have been enough. Their third plus their first could have been enough to trade up in the following. So it's like two years of QB purgatory. Yeah. And to have the window of the rookie quarterback that two is on, right? We see, I mean, the bills traded their pick, the Rams have traded their pick, or you draft somebody like Ed Oliver, Tremaine Edmonds, or, uh, name another first round pick that just slots into our lineup tray. Well, any of these guys to play, it, it's a huge column of their rebuild. I think that needs to be stated so importantly um, about how important these first round draft picks are in the NFL. But yeah, for sure. And they're, they're paying Tyreek Hill a boatload too. So like that yeah. salary cap's not going to be around forever. No, you need you that cost controlled contract. But uh, Pat, to go along with what you said about what, um, what was his name? Steven Ross said, what is he responded? Ross responded to the findings on Tuesday saying he strongly disagreed with the conclusions and the punishment. And this is his quote. However, I will accept the outcome because the most important thing is that 
There'd be no distractions for our team as we begin an exciting and winning season, he said. I will not allow anything to get in the way of that. So uh, he was fined $500,000 and banned from league meetings as well. So, you know, he's not arguing. 500 grand is a $5 bill to him. Yeah. And I mean, like, what is a suspension to an owner anyway? You know, it's like they can't go to meetings. <laughs> Unless you're like George Steinbrenner, right? Right. I mean, like, and they're not, all the competition committee stuff is over. I mean, there's not going to be anything that changes the course of this season as far as owner owners meetings go until what is it? October that he suspended or something like that. October 17th. So I, I, this is just like one of the most, uh, you could write documentary after documentary about just like the scandals that Brady has been involved in. So don't give me the, uh, the man in the arena documentaries. I want to watch the behind the scenes. Like why does Brady keep appearing when all these little scandals keep going down? And, you know, sometimes he uh, is the one who's, you know, getting the repercussions, you know, with deflate gate and, you know, we all know how long that thing went on. And sometimes it's stuff like this where you're like, Hmm, you know, (laughs) but I just want to get one thing clear though, boys. So potentially you're saying when Tom Brady knew he was no longer going to be a Patriot and he threw that pick six against the Titans, that Tanny's rise to greatness was in fact aided by Tom Brady throwing a playoff game. Is, um, is, is that what I'm hearing? I just, I just want to make sure I'm, I'm getting that right. Um, alternate <laughs> I mean, history. Throw, throwing a playoff game is a, is a, uh, a strong term to uh, put in one's mouth, but all right. Tanny's I rise mean, definitely directly affected by Tom Brady's lack of weapons that year <laughs> with the Patriots. And who knows, you know, maybe he just did want to go somewhere else and he, you know, but I don't think he's the kind of person who he couldn't bear himself to not win. I yeah, think he's Tom too competitive. Brady hates losing. I think he hates losing just about more than anybody. So, yes, I agree. But which is why it's so fun to watch when he does. So let's be honest there. Which that means you did it for real, Ryan. Mad respect. Tanny, <laughs> <laughs> <But>. Tanny. <laughs> That's hilarious. So we also had uh, some bad news today, some scary news this morning with the Poyer injury, but it does appear that he's going to be out until the start of the season, but it was a hyperextended elbow, I believe. Talk about painful. Shefty. Yeah. So yeah. that's not fun, but Hey, thank goodness. It's nothing worse than that, you know, because, and Hyde also having a couple scares and stuff like that. So are, are you guys worried about any other starters not being on pitch counts for training camp? Or do you think that's just the, uh, that's just the game these days. And uh, even though they're trying to be safe and stuff like that, stuff does happen, non-contact injuries and all that. Bubble wrap everybody till September 5th. <laughs> See, that's what I'm like. That's what I think. But they got enough rookies that could get some reps. But Pat, what were you going to say? Well, um, I, I do feel bad because I think Jordan Poyer did just um, lose out on a ridiculous amount of money, unfortunately, with this elbow injury. But um, other you think than that, because yeah. I thought yes. it might make him want, it might make them want to pay him more because he's out there risking injury, showing that he's part of this team. And even if it's just a couple weeks, this could be like a show of loyalty both ways. Like, I came, I got hurt. Pay me, please. Yeah, I mean, how are you? Are you are you upset if you're Jordan Poyer right now? You know, I mean, I guess only if they say, you know, we're going to halt negotiations, then I'd be ticked if I was Jordan Poyer. Well, but. you wouldn't you wouldn't negotiate with the player that's hurt. That's just like, you know, what well, I mean? until he's at full it capacity. Depends, it depends on the injury. You know, if this is not like yeah, a weird ACL where you don't know what the timetable is and it could be four months to a year. 
and you want to wait until they're he, he's not going all cam chancellor flipping off the seattle seahawks sideline because his ankle's not in three pieces right so that's what that's terrible that that happened to him i feel really bad because he's going to be in the hall of fame next year but uh jordan deserves maybe like a two million put him on the make him and hide the same pay and i think poyer might be like 300 grand under hide so i don't know what you want to do with that but i don't know i i if i i mean i i think he deserves the money i'm not saying that he doesn't deserve the money i just mean that it's probably going to take a little bit longer now because um you know I, i feel like the bills would have leverage at this point yeah maybe hopefully well i mean i don't we all know that brandon bean is like a good dude and i would hope that they would this is one of those instances where you've got a player who's been with you this X number of years. And I know that it's a business, but at least if there's that little bit of, they know he's going to come back. They know this is not the type of injury that's going to lead to the downfall of a player. They're not going to fall off of a cliff. You know, this isn't a concussion thing where you never know if they're one away from having their career over. Um, So if this is like the pretty standard injury that we think it all is. And he's going to be back at full capacity when he does come back. And they're just going to, even if he might've even been able to come back sooner, if this was the regular season, I think they're just going to put him on ice. And I hope that contract negotiations continue for them and they can work something out. Even if they push some money down the line, cause you know, big cap in a couple of years. So I, I think it'll all work itself out. And I think that it was just a really good sign that Jordan Poyer showed up to training camp and was also practicing because a lot of guys showed up to training camp and were not practicing because they're negotiating the hold ins, as yeah. they say. So, I mean, I thought that that was a really good sign and it sucks that he got injured and stuff like that. But at least we know it's not going to, he's not going to miss regular season time at this point. So, well, and historically, him and Micah haven't really missed that many games in Bill's uniforms, anyways. So, yeah, I mean, no, they've been very, very avail- available. I mean, you got to look up that stat. I think that they've collectively, you know, I don't think there's ever been a game where, both of them. At least were one hurt. of them. Yeah. Wasn't there, uh, the, so Jordan Poyer was on Tyreek Hill's podcast. It had to be said. And he talked about the last time that he was majorly hurt was when he lacerated his kidney, like the last game in 2016 with the bills. It was his first year in Buffalo, but he also said that was like a, a huge spiral for him uh, in his battle with alcohol and uh, mental health and substance abuse, because he just was in so much pain that he could just kind of clock out. He said, um, the, he, Tyree kill. I hate him. Uh, he brings up 13 seconds pretty often, but Jordan Poyer, when he was on, got into some good stuff about him, the bills. He talks about Micah. He talks about Josh. He talks about their game against Kansas city, all three games against Kansas city. So it's worth listening to that, but you're right in the fact that we've been so lucky to have those two in the back knock on wood back of our secondary healthy for the better part of five years. And it shows with how elite our defense is. John, I have a really fast trivia if you want it. And I think it it goes along with what we did earlier. Okay. Real quick. There have been since 2005, the NFL has made three teams forfeit their first round picks due to conduct misconduct. What three are they? Are we, wait, so are we including the Dolphins just now? Yes. Or besides them? 2022 Dolphins tampering with Brady and Sean Payton. So there's two more. The other one also involves Sean Payton, I'm guessing. Yeah, Bounty Gate. Gate. No. 
Really? No. The that was just Greg Williams forfeit. getting exiled with, with Sean Payton. I think it was just a big year suspension and a big fine for those two. Well, right. um, New England Patriots lost yeah, draft Patriots. picks for deflate gate. Deflating footballs used in the 2014 championship game. 2016 Pats lost a first round draft pick. And last one. Oh, gosh. I feel like the other one was some weird front office thing where they were like doing something weird with tickets. Maybe I'm just totally misremembering something. You're misremembering it. Okay. Washington yeah, football not... team? Nope. No, it's not the Houston Texans nope. when Brian Cushing had everyone on steroids over there. <laughs> no. Uh, You're going to laugh. I'm going to. It's not the Buffalo Bills, no. so I don't know who it could be. You do know who it could be. It's not the Patriots twice. Or was it the. Oh, no, it was the Patriots. It was the. So Patriots. it was the Pats twice. Was this Spygate? Spygate was the other one? Yeah, ding, Spygate's got to be it. 2008 Patriots illegally videotaping Jets coaches signals on the sideline during a 2007 game. So what is the common denominator between all three forfeited first round picks in the NFL? New England Patriots, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick were involved in all three. That's crazy. That's just, that's insane. Yes. Credit to uh, Sarah Spain for tweeting that. I, I appreciate you. Um, but yeah anyway so the nfl has clearly changed since then based on the new collective bargaining agreement taking the power to a independent uh arbitrator arbitrator yeah right so they hired the judge to make these rulings so robert robert goodell roger goodell can uh like not be part of this (laughs) yeah so she i don't know the 16 page document that came out Um, made it sound real bad based on what she found and what he did. So six games, you know, obviously it's a joke and a half when you see, I mean, you guys would probably have them memorized better than I do, but the previous suspensions, the NFL has handed out for other players, misconducts, whether it's, uh, you know, alcohol and drugs or domestic violence or assault, battery, you know, sexual assault, all this stuff. The league's so inconsistent, but this was their fix. And now we're stuck with this embarrassment for the league. When Robert Kraft calls it an embarrassment for the league, you know it's an embarrassment for the league. I was very surprised at that comment because he's not that far removed from his uh, his scandal. Well, I mean, what would you say is a bigger scandal for the integrity of the NFL, John? Maybe <laughs> one is maybe one is a bigger integrity for the character of the owner involved. I just didn't think he was someone who deserved to make comments on it. I agree with his comments. I just coming from him, I, I was like, I don't Come have, on, dude, don't throw stones in a glass house here. <laughs> I would just say I was also surprised that he said something, but I'm not like like he he what he did compared to what Deshaun Watson did. Like I said, we are not the podcast to, you know, get into this stuff. No. I think we all agree that six games is a joke. Um, well, I just I wanted to touch on the other stuff, Miami but. thing for one second, because did I read it correctly when Tom was interested in potentially investing in the Miami Dolphins organization himself and becoming like part owner, which that's like a disgusting monopoly in itself. Like, yeah. Oh, no. He I don't was know. How could that ever happen to any... How could you be player owner? Like that's disgusting. That should not happen anywhere, anytime, ever. Like I bet you it'll happen again in our lifetimes too. Yeah. I mean, if LeBron keeps playing, I mean, he seems like he's like, I mean, they're a shortened list of athletes who, you know, have enough money to buy into a team and have enough uh, you know, power and relationships and stuff like that 
but yeah, yeah, it does seem that does seem a little bit slimy that, uh, yeah, that has the same feel to it as like a player gambling on their own team. Um, which, you know, Kelvin Ridley got a full year suspension for that. Um, It's also fishy that all of this news drops within 48 hours of Deshaun Watson, the headlines with the dolphins and Tom Brady and Sean Payton, like the NFL. It does seem like the NFL was like, okay, let's real quick get this ruling out so we can kind of, you know, catch the next news cycle. So people aren't talking about the Deshaun Watson for the entire week. The hall of fame games on Thursday. So you get 48 hours of news before this game. So the candle will already be almost out of a wick here by the time Thursday rolls around. And then the hall of fame game will take all the stories. So I don't know. Did I see somewhere that the NFL has 48 hours to appeal the decision? Yes. Okay. So Roger Goodell could appeal it and then they could sue him. But no matter what, it would put Watson on the the list of athletes that is physically unable to perform, right? The pub list. So he would be unable to play kind of like, you know, when Shady had his thing going on, we were wondering if he was going to be able to play or other athletes that kind of deal with this off the field stuff. You can't oh, play. No, it's no, it's not the, it's not the pup list. I know what you're talking about. It's basically the same. I think it's the, the commissioner's exempt. Yes. List. Yes. Not the, I pub. think that's what it's called. Yeah, but yeah, right. essentially the same as the pup, I think, <laughs> uh, for all intents and purposes. Yeah. I don't know. A lot going on. Um, yeah. Issues with even an independent arbitrator as well. So I don't know. It, uh, it doesn't seem to be setting a good example for the NFL and, uh, you know, it's kind of revealing in, in, in what they're interested in. But again, it wasn't their ruling. So I don't know where they go from there. I would hope yeah. that Roger Goodell appeals the decision and they try to, they try to fight for a larger suspension. Cause I mean, I don't know. I just don't think that there's a place for that. in you know, today's NFL when these athletes are role models for, you know, yeah. everyone. So but why is Tyree kill still able to play? Yeah. Kareem I mean, that's, I, there's, you know, Kareem Hunt. The list I mean, goes on, man. The list is I, it's long. just like they just they swipe a lot of they they sweep a lot of this under the rug, and like it's just it's frustrating. You know what I mean? There's guys like that. You know, I, I just it's inconsistent. That's just something they just throw six games at anyone who does anything that is remotely illegal, and then God forbid you smoke cannabis and you'll get a lifetime ban. But I mean, I just in my opinion, like I'm not I'm not condoning what Elvin Kamara did, but. Wouldn't you think that a drunken brawl would get you less games than being a serial assaulter of women? Like you would think you would literally think that those would not be on the same level of suspension. Yeah. And you know? I just, I, I think that, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to say that we're qualified to make that decision. I would, I would tend to agree with you, but I mean, if you just want to make it even simpler than that, Kelvin Ridley getting 17 games for betting $1,500 on a team that he was not a part of at the time. Yeah, Which, but yeah. that's all pro sports are like that. Pete Rose. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Is, I, I, you know I, underst- I mean, I understand <laughs> that. I don't. I don't think that that goes without penalty. But again, the uh, severity of both of those suspensions are very skewed. You the know? bottom line from all of this is we should not be surprised to be disappointed by the NFL's outcome of handling their misconduct. It's not new. It's not changed. It's a story as old as. Roger Goodell has held office. Yeah. And before that, people didn't care. It was, uh, you know, it was the NFL. That's how it was. Like, it's just, yeah. The the NFL is like still even a little bit better than the NHL is with player safety stuff. And and so, you know, 
it's like these leagues, uh, you know, I hope they can get it together at some point, but. And it's just, it's just difficult because you would think that if you yourself are one of the biggest corporations in the entire world, that maybe you would say, hopefully we have some guys on our end that would be able to, you know, maybe work this out legally instead of just sending it to a third party, because that's such a cop out as well to say, like, let's have an arbitrator deal with it. And then, you know, all the, all the pressure and all the scrutiny of what happens can be directed towards them, which, you know what I mean? It's kind right. of, that's why they did it. Cause they wanted that's, to that's just, stop that's getting just criticized slimy, for, yeah. You know? So, I mean, if I was in a business, I mean, I would probably do the same thing. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit here. I mean, you know, but it's crazy though. Cause the NFL did try to hire a former judge like Sue Robinson. You know, she was, uh, she oversaw so much stuff. I'm looking at her article right now. Um, it, it was like patent disputes, uh, trademark infringements, antitrust disputes. So I was just like, how does that coincide with what she's doing with the NFL? I don't know. I mean, we don't see a lot of, I mean, you see it with like Dan Snyder, but we don't see a lot of fraud. Like we don't see a lot of these white collar crimes, money crimes, like accounting crimes, you know, stock crimes, insider training. You don't really see that unless your name is Dan Snyder. You see a lot of this other stuff. I don't know. Somebody, something needs to be done differently. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pull a Roger Goodell and let John speak on that. And, um, listeners, if you have anything negative to say about that, (laughs) just remember I let him speak and I decided not to. So, um, (laughs) well done, Bat. Well done. Do we have, uh, do we have anything uh, in our back pocket to finish this episode on a high note? Cause I feel like that's uh, a little bit depressing. Pat, do you have like one quote you can give us? Yeah. Let me see here. Brandon is mid-bite on a uh, Ritz cracker with uh, squeezed cheese on it. All right, Twitter poll. Yay or nay on the easy cheese spray can cheese on Ritz crackers? Because I'm double yay. Now, what are, what are the other ones? Saltines are also pretty nice. Saltines are right. I had them on Wheat Thins earlier, but they just didn't do the ah, trick. Wheat so. Thins just... Bleh. They're good by themselves. But Pat, I don't I, think you like Wheat Thins based on your expression. I mean, if I was in a bind, yes, I would eat wheat thins. I mean, like they, they definitely have some good flavors, like buffalo flavored wheat thins are pretty gas, but like never had those. At that at that point, I'm just gonna eat potato chips or like, you know what I mean? Eat a cheese it. Um, <laughs> I got one for you though. All right. Well, all right, let's finish this off on a good quote. All right. So um talking about NFL players, coaches, executives setting good examples. Um, I thought that I would read you boys a very ironic quote today and you guys can try and guess who it would be from. You have to help your players understand that when they speak to the media or when they tweet or, or text or email, a lot of times that becomes public knowledge. Oh God, this is, this isn't a Dan Snyder quote, is it? No, no. Okay. It's not Mike Tomlin. Very... No, it's, I mean, it's someone that was affected greatly by, um, his own advice, not following it, but, um, Antonio Brown. Yeah. No, ben but this is, this is like a, uh, this is like a coach or executive, uh, Rex Ryan. No, it was said literal months before, um, literally the same thing hindered this non-football player league employee. Vince McMahon. No, Brandon. Oh, Russ Brandon. 
No, no. Russ Brandon would be like, oh, let me tell you about how I ruined the Buffalo Bills franchise for 17 years. No, um, let's see. <laughs> see I'm uh, firing darts right some now. Some people oh, are I, I know what scandal you're talking about. Um, Where emails were leaked. Yeah, oh, it's oh, John, John Gruden. It's John Gruden. Could you believe he would go on the record and say that and then go go around and just like exactly just ign- completely ignore his own advice? Yeah, yes. I believe that. I believe yeah, that. I NFL, believe that. Someone I believe in the NFL that. would do that, yeah. <laughs> all right all right well that's going to do it for this one at least we were able to pull a slight high note out of that an ironic high note at that check out the uh megapod flyer oh yeah so on september 17th i'm not gonna pull i'm not gonna have time to pull this up on my phone it is the 17th i got it right here i think it's september 17th at resurgence brewing correct correct um there's going to be a buffalo rumblings megapod hosted by jay spence the king and uh the voice mr joe miller and uh, Brandon and Pat will be there and a part of the Megapod. So go out and support. Um, they'll have some new Buffalo Rumblings beer and uh, some giveaways, a photo booth and raffle prizes. Nice. Nice. And this all supports rooted in love and benefiting the community impacted by the shooting. At yes. Tops. Yes. Rooted in love is one of the organizations working uh, with that community very closely. So great charity, great beer. Great pod. You get to see everybody. You know, if you ever want to see what Pat and Brando look like, you know, this is your chance. Don't worry. And, uh, you know, You're like I'm sure, much, yeah. I'm sure Bruce Nolan will be hanging out at the bar and no one will know it's him. But, uh, oh, I, I think that's clever. I, that, I would do that. I totally would do that. Be so anonymous, but at the, oh my gosh, we're going to find, you know, him. you do You know how you, you get him out of the woodwork. You just go around whispering wins are a quarterback stat, like to every person at the bar. <laughs> and, and see if what they, they if say. They, if they, if they flinch. <laughs> and like they look like their face and their, their veins are popping out of their forehead. That's Bruce. Wow. So, uh, that's funny. So, uh, but yeah, a lot of Buffalo rumblings people there. I am very sad that I will not be able to be there. Um, I was, uh, I was giving tickets for a killer's concert that night in Nashville. So Jealousy I'll be down there. And plus I will be up in New York like twice, uh, like once in August and then in October again. So, but I'm excited. I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited to listen to the Megapod. So uh, good luck, guys, uh, with no uh, <laughs> no real editing on the back end. So don't bleep it out there. Don't swear too much because I won't have the, uh, yeah. the bleep button available for you guys. But As long as no. you sing Mr. Brightside when they play it, we'll be okay. There you go. All right. I want a recording of you singing Mr. Brightside at, at this event Open after having two Buffalo Rumblings beers. All right, boys. Well, uh, I will see you guys uh, tomorrow or Thursday. And... Uh, rest of you listeners we'll see you on friday so uh stay safe go bills go bills go bills